It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard to episode number 310 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It's good to have you with us. I am your host, Chris Russell, and as most of us probably expected, and as certainly we picked, the Redskins not only lost to drop to 0-2 against the Dallas Cowboys, but they lost by a considerable margin. 31-21, it's not a blowout by any means, but it was a 31-14 game until two and change left to go. So you take that as however you want. Uh, To me, it's a one-sided win. You win by 10 points in this league, that's about as one-sided as you get, quite honestly. And again, it was 31-14 until two and change left to go. So you take that however you want. The Dallas Cowboys... Improved to 2-0. and The Washington Redskins dropped to 0-2. The Cowboys have two wins in the division. The Redskins have two losses in the division. They'll now await the Chicago Bears Monday night football in what is normally a house of horrors, a home primetime Monday night game. Yuck. And it could be against a very desperate team. Uh, as I record this, the Bears are playing. Um, in Denver. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, We'll get more into that, obviously, as the week unfolds. All right, so here's how this one unfolded. We'll take you through the numbers first and go inside the numbers, and then we'll give you our analysis and kind of process what we saw and what we didn't see. Here we go. All right, from a team perspective, the Redskins – We're out first down 25 to 19. That shouldn't surprise you. They once again yielded 7 of 11 on third down. Uh, That's dreadful. They were 2 of 9 on third down. That's brutal. They allowed 474 net yards. They had 255 net yards. That's just disgusting. Offensive play, 65 to 55 in favor of Dallas. Average gain, 7.3 to 4.6. A net rushing yardage total of 213 for the Cowboys, 47 for the Redskins. Passing net, 261 to 208. That's not that bad. Eight penalties for the Cowboys, 67 yards. They really imploded on one particular drive. Six for 44 for the Redskins, but they were some crucial penalties. One turnover for the Cowboys, an interception by Monte Nicholson, none for the Redskins once again. However, much like there was in Philadelphia, there should have been probably two picks thrown by Case Keenum. Probably. 
Um, the Cowboys scored four touchdowns. The Redskins scored three. Again, you know, that late touchdown, much like last week, makes the final score a lot closer than it seems. Doesn't help change the context of the game. It just makes it closer than what it seems. Dallas held the ball for 33 minutes and 22 seconds. The Redskins, 26 minutes and 38 seconds. I can tell you this. They are almost never going to win. Never going to win. When you can't get off the field on third down and when you don't have possession of the football for 29, 30, 31, 32 minutes yourself. You might not think that two, two and a half minutes makes a big difference. Trust me, it does. It does. It's at least one drive. At least, depending on how things shake out. It makes a difference. And it certainly makes a difference on an average over the course of a long year. All right, so that's your team statistics. Now your individual statistics. Case Keenum was 26 of 37, 221 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a quarterback rating of 103.5. Listen, um, you know, 221 is nothing to write home about. Case Keenum wasn't very good in this game. If we're being honest, uh, he had a terrible throw on a fourth down play. He missed a big opportunity to Paul Richardson. Uh, He... I didn't see it because I was running a little bit late. The first play of the game, uh, it sounded like he missed an opportunity to Terry McLaurin deep. Um, He built the play clock, trouble with going on. It was not a very good game for Case Keenum, quite honestly. Now that Dallas front, that Dallas defense is real good, real fast, real athletic. You're talking about Byron Jones. Their safety jumped one that should have been an interception. They have two really good linebackers. And Sean Lee is still really good. It's just he's old and injured. I mean, he was healthy for this game, but he was was banged up going into this game, meaning he played, but he wasn't right. And then they have a beast in Demarcus Lawrence. So, you know, here I am. I'm trying not to kill Case Keenum, but it wasn't a very good game. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. It just wasn't good enough. The Redskins needed a lot more, and they didn't get it in terms of the mechanics, the control, the management of the game, some of the execution. We'll get more into it. Adrian Peterson, welcome back to the lineup. He did have a touchdown, the Redskins' first touchdown. After a Monte Nicholson interception, the Redskins ran jumbo twice. In a row, and Adrian Peterson plunged in on the second carry. Ten carries, though, for 25 yards. A long of 10, which was outside the left tackle, meaning Donald Penn. So without that, if you just take that away, he had nine carries for 15 yards. Clearly, the Redskins had to kind of abandon the run when they're down 21-7 pretty early in the third quarter. And then 31-14 midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, There just isn't any opportunity to run, and I'm not sure if he would have had a lot of success even if he did try. But clearly when the game started getting one-sided, you weren't going to see a lot of Adrian Peterson. 
Steven Sims had three carries for 16 yards. Wendell Smallwood, a carry for four yards. Chris Thompson, two for three yards. And Case Keenum, one for negative one. Receiving, Terry McLaurin targeted nine times. Catches, five. Receiving yards, 62, including a touchdown. A one-yard touchdown pass late. Chris Thompson, eight targets, five catches, 48 yards, along of 16. Trey Quinn, seven targets, four catches, 36 yards, along of 12. Vernon Davis, four catches, three targets, 29 yards, along of 15. Paul Richardson, three catches, three targets, 16 yards, a touchdown, along of nine. That was the score. Jeremy Sprinkle, one for one for 11. Wendell Smallwood, two for two for a total of nine yards. Adrian Peterson had a huge third down and two conversion. He caught two passes, two targets, seven yards. And Steven Sims had one target, one catch for three yards. Uh, The scoring summary looks like this. Adrian Peterson at 14-15 of the second quarter. A one-yard touchdown run capping a 10-play, 38-yard drive, five minutes and 53 seconds. Then the Cowboys tied up the game. Um... With Smith blowing past Josh Norman in coverage, Devin Smith for 51 yards. We're going to get into that play as we go along. From Dak Prescott, Mahar the kick, seven plays, 97 yards, three minutes, 34 seconds, 7-7 game. Jason Witten with nine seconds left to go in the second quarter. A two-yard touchdown pass from Dak Prescott, capping an 11-play, 83-yard drive, four minutes and 23 seconds, 14-7 Cowboys at the break. Amari Cooper, first play, a first series, rather, of the third quarter, a 10-yard touchdown pass. Uh, After the Redskins had thought they were off the field, penalty, a couple of penalties, actually, and that leads to a touchdown for Amari Cooper, 10 yards from Dak Prescott, With the kick, nine plays, 75 yards, five minutes, two seconds, 21-7 Cowboys. Then the Redskins got back into it, convert a fourth down, got a couple of penalties themselves. Paul Richardson, a nine-yard touchdown pass from Case Keenum. Hopkins, the kick, 11 plays, 75 yards, five minutes, and 28 seconds, 21-14 Cowboys. They would add a field goal. Of 25 yards on an 11 play, 68 yard drive over five minutes and 39 seconds, 24 14 early in the fourth quarter. Then Ezekiel Elliott would run and get the touchdown, the final one of the day for the Cowboys, two yards out with the kick. 10 plays, 54 yards, 557 on the clock, 31 14 before Terry McLaurin would score a garbage time touchdown from one yard out from Case Keenum. With 2.17 left in the game, 11 plays, 75 yards, 2 minutes fifteen, uh, two minutes and 50 seconds, 31-21, your final score. All right, we'll take a quick timeout right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 310. Good to have you with us, episode number 310. When we come back, we'll have some of our analysis of Sunday afternoon's loss and where the Redskins go from here. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. That's OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED 
to get started. Back in a flash right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here. You know what? We all love a good night out, right? Who doesn't? Whether it's seeing our favorite band, group, artist, or our favorite team, wherever it might be, whenever it might be. And now you can have that experience with the Vivid Seats app and the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets to all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all with the Vivid Seats app. And again, the loyalty program allows fans to earn credit back. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Reward Program. Every seat, every purchase backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime, guys. Do it right now. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 at the Vivid Seats apps. Go get it now. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you back. It is episode number 310 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. All right, so... We didn't get a chance to finish up the defensive numbers when we went inside the numbers in our opening segment like we do after each and every game. The Redskins lose 31-21 to the Dallas Cowboys. They're 0-2, 0-2 in the NFC East, host the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football in Week 3. So the good news is they can't lose next Sunday. It's kind of a joke, but it's also kind of true. Uh, Well, it is true. Uh, Landon Collins had a total of 12 Tackles to lead the way for the Washington Redskins. Monte Nicholson had a total of nine tackles plus a interception that set up the Adrian Peterson score. Jonathan Bostic, seven tackles. Jimmy Moreland, six tackles. Cole Holcomb, six tackles plus deflected the ball that went for Monte Nicholson's interception. Matt Ioannidis, five tackles. Uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, Five tackles. Montez Sweat, four tackles. Dominique Rogers Camardi, four tackles. Josh Norman, four tackles. Deron Payne, three tackles. Also had a big pressure that set up Ryan Kerrigan's sack. Kerrigan, two tackles and that sack, the lone Redskin sack of the day. The lone Redskin sack of the day. So the Redskins through two games have two sacks. Tim Settle had a sack. Um, Thomas, the new corner, had a uh, tackle. Uh, and I forgot Ryan Anderson had three combined tackles. So, again, the Redskins only forcing one turnover, and the Redskins only with one sack, and they were awful on third down, 7 of 11. You know, that's why you lose a game, right? That's that. That's why they're 0-2. Their defense has been absolutely dreadful. They've given up 32 and 31 points in two games. That's an average of 31 and a half. I mean, I... Can't imagine anybody's going to be worse than that, but maybe somebody will be ultimately when week two shakes out. 
but that's an average of 31.5 points per game. If you would have said through two weeks that the Redskins would have been averaging, allowing, giving up 31.5 points a game, I would have told you you're absolutely nuts, but that's where you start, right? That's the number one problem, and of course, Redskins fans want Greg Minuski out. They want Greg Minuski fired. They want they wanted Greg Minuski out a long time ago. Never mind now. Now listen, the Redskins tried to replace him. We all know that. They talked to Greg Williams. They brought in Greg Williams. They talked to Todd Bowles. They brought in Todd Bowles. They looked around. They couldn't find somebody willing to take their job, which Jay Gruden perceived to have less than a year, maybe a year of security. I don't blame these coaches, knowing the dysfunctional circus that that building is, knowing the reputation around the league. Everyone knows it except for Bruce Allen. Everyone knows it. Well, I'm sure Dan Snyder knows it. I don't think Bruce Allen really understands it, quite honestly. Um, and if he does, he's naive as you, as, as you can be. Because something, you know, if you're that dysfunctional behind the scenes and that many people believe that, then you are what you are. You know, you don't know better. You don't know better. You might think you know better. You know, like, I'm overweight. I need to lose weight. It comes down to me. It's not anybody's fault. It's me. You might have a smoking habit. You might have an alcohol uh, consumption problem. You might have a drug problem, whatever it might be. You might be a, a mentally abusive, emotional, whatever the situation is. If you keep denying it in the mirror and saying, that's not me, that's not my fault, it's somebody else's fault, you're never going to change. You're never going to change. I, I don't want to get too deep in the woods on that, but many fans are hoping that Greg Minuski will be fired. It sounded like Jay Gruden in his postgame comments was basically saying, look, guys, we're not going to fire the defensive coordinator. But again, this has been proven time and time and time and time and time again. And when any when nobody will know, okay, but nobody will know. But here is what you should know. Jay Gruden no longer has any power. He no longer has really any control at all. So don't be surprised if Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen in a fit of rage fire Greg Minuski. It won't be Jay Gruden's call. Jay Gruden's going to defend his defensive coordinator and say, look, we had a lot of injuries. True. Check. We had a lot of new parts and moving parts. True. Check. We had this. We had that. We had guys playing out of position. All true. All true. But the bottom line is, there's going to be a sacrificial lamb, whether it's this week, next week, or the week after that. I mean, there's just going to be. And there might be more than one. So you probably start with the defensive coordinator. You probably start with the defensive coordinator. And it's hard to defend when he's his unit is giving up 31.5 points a game, no matter what the reason is. Now, Redskins fans are going to scream and moan and bitch and climb about not blitzing and not pressuring. Listen, guys, I got it. I understand that. They don't do it enough because they don't trust their guys on the back end. And why would you? I'm sorry I'm getting passionate about this. Why would you trust Josh Norman? Why would you trust Dominique rogers Cromarty, who's playing on a bad leg and basically is only playing because they have no other choice? Because Aaron Colvin, who didn't sign until late Friday afternoon when we had already done our last podcast of the week at about 3 o'clock on Friday and just had no choice but to not acknowledge it. I mean, the guy got here 
literally a day and a half ago, and he was active. The other kid that they signed from Seattle, he was active. He got here five days ago. The Redskins have nobody in the secondary. Sure, Landon Collins led them in tackles. We all know Landon Collins, his strength is not coverage. It's run-stopping. It's explosive hitting. It's he, he is quick. He is fast. But his it, it, the, the strength of his game is not coverage. Bottom line, that's not the strength of his game. And anybody that tells you that is crazy. That's not James Betcher just putting him in a bad spot last year. Again, that doesn't mean he can't do it. That doesn't mean he can't cover. It just means it's not the strength of his game, period. And I think everybody should understand that. And Monte Nicholson, who had the interception, he was banged up off and on through this game because, remember, he was banged up with a foot, which we told you about several times this week. Give him credit. He had the interception and the nice return, which set up the Peterson touchdown. But on the Amari Cooper 10-yard touchdown pass early in the third quarter, Monte Nicholson wasn't on the field. DeShazer Everett was late getting over in a zone coverage, playing two off. Couldn't close the gap, missed the angle anyway, and Amari Cooper caught it and turned around and plunged into the end zone. Another problem that reared its ugly head, and Charles Davis of Fox pointed it out several times, the Redskins playing with too much cushion. Guys, I'm telling you, Everybody's going to be upset at the defensive coordinator. Everybody's going to say, why are we doing that? Why are we not blitzing? Why are we playing with too much cushion? Why are we playing too much zone? Why are we not creative game twists, stunts, all that stuff? They don't have anybody. Jonathan Allen missed the game. They cut their leading tackler right before training camp. They're starting literally a rookie, a fifth-round rookie, and a guy who got here three months ago. And a first-round rookie trying to find his way at the other edge linebacker spot. Yes, they have Landon Collins. Got it. But they don't have Quentin Dunbar. He was out for today. They don't have Fabian Moreau, who is expected to be another starter. They're starting a seventh-round rookie. They're starting 4,000-year-old Dominique rogers Cromartie. They're activating two guys that got here within the last four days. And Josh Norman stinks. As we beat that band all offseason long, you guys see what I see now. I'm telling you, Josh Norman has not been good in coverage for a long time. He was not good in coverage last year. He was good at times. He was not good overall in coverage last year. Overall. And he's been dreadful so far. Now, he did make one nice play today. Congratulations. But he got burnt big time on the 51-yard touchdown pass by Devin Smith. Now, Charles Davis on Fox tried to defend it and say it's not Josh Norman's fault. Number one, he doesn't know that for sure. He doesn't know what the call is, what the responsibility is. He doesn't know exactly just like I don't. I see it a different I see what Charles Davis was talking about. I understand how maybe he thinks he's got help from Monte Nicholson. Monte Nicholson sees a curling underneath tight end and and a linebacker underneath him and he tries to jump that. Thinking it could be going there because he's reading Dak Prescott's eyes as the receiver's crisscross. I got it. 
I don't know what the responsibility is for Josh Norman, whether it's he thinks he's got got help or whether and Monte Nicholson. I don't know yet. Have to wait for word out of the locker room and for word from Jay Gruden, from word from Greg Minuski to see what happens. Here's what I know: Josh Norman once again could not run with a faster receiver. Uh, another play just soon after that, he got completely twisted around, bail coverage, peeking inside, looking middle, 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 and Michael Gallup runs right past him, and if he didn't drop the pass or lose it, it's another big hit. I mean, Josh Norman is not good. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Not good might be a stretch. He's average at best. Average at best. I can't tell you anymore. I can't tell you guys anymore. Average at best. And now everybody's seeing it. And now everybody knows. And now everybody sees what I've been screaming about since he got here. He was good in coverage in 2017. He was okay in coverage in 2016 and 2018. He was okay. He was good in coverage. Not great. Good in 2017. Good. Maybe very good at times. He was, he's never been great here in the three-plus years. And now he's not even, again, I, I don't want to kill him. But, I mean, he talks a big game. He throws Dak, you know, he criticizes Dak, criticizes everybody, rides bulls, uh, rides fighter jets. How about doing your job, pal? How about doing your job? How about doing your job? All right, we'll come back and wrap this up right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 310. Thanks for being with us. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work. Not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy right now. We've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you, Locked On Redskins, episode number 310. So just a couple of quick things. Again, we mentioned a rough day for Case Keenum. Uh, They took a delay of game. They took a... um, they had to take a timeout right before fourth down because they were at zero. Uh, actually, they, yes, they they did take a delay of game. Uh, they had a false start. I thought it was on Keenum. Somebody else said it was on one of the tight ends. Not sure because Fox was blabbering over the official's call. Uh, either way, um, they had to take a timeout right before the fourth down play to Chris Thompson, which was a terrible throw uh, by Case Keenum. He was open. He was there. Thompson had set up shop. He was behind the sticks. All he had to do was place it to the opposite side. It was just a bad throw. Um, there were two near interceptions from Case Keenum. It, it just, you know, he missed a wide-open Paul Richardson on a play that is being debated in Redskins land, and I think he would have been sacked and, and fumbled um, if he would have held on to it an extra tick. Some argue he should have thrown it immediately before Paul Richardson even breaks free. I I mean, again, you throw with anticipation, sure. That's reasonable. I'd be interested to see what he says. He did make one really, 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 really smart play one time when Demarcus Lawrence had beaten Morgan Moses like a drum, and he was all over Case Keenum. He threw it away, and at the feet of a receiver running like a middle screen, and that saved a sack, a loss of yards, kept... The drive going, and that's the drive that the Redskins scored Paul Richardson with his first touchdown of the year. The bottom line is, is it wasn't a great day for Case Keenum in, in by any measure. Again, should have had two picks, had a couple of clock play clock issues, play call issues. I'm not blaming him solely for that, but he's certainly part of that operation. Morgan Moses had a rough day. Brandon Sheriff had two holding penalties, rough day. You know, Donald Penn looked okay. Couldn't run the ball again. You know, this team has no chance if they can't run the ball. I played two pretty aggressive defenses. Ain't going to get any easier next Monday night against the Chicago Bears. All right, we'll have more content throughout the week. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 310. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com, russellmania09 at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast with all sorts of news, information, opinions, analysis, video clips, all sorts of things, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me individually at WrestleMania621, at WrestleMania621 on Twitter. Thanks for being with us. More content throughout the week. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.